This is Carolyn Holly. Welcome to Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall. For the next half hour, you're going to be encouraged and challenged by Skip and his guests as they discuss the game plan for life. In sports, as in life, it's important to have a game plan. And as Skip says, no game plan, no victory. Game Plan for Life is brought to you by the following sponsors. Dutch Bros of Boise, an experience guaranteed to satisfy. McDowell's Specialty Repair. Susie Boyle Mortgage Team and Castle Cook Mortgage, LLC. Christian Brothers Automotive. Security Gold and Silver, a reliable source for your bullion investment. Domino's Pizza. Diamond Heating and Cooling. Hoffman Auto Body, someone you can trust. Zero Res Carpet Cleaning and Dodd Roofing. And now, here's your host, Skip Hall. Welcome to Game Plan for Life. This is your host, Skip Hall. Well, today, returning for the umpteenth time is my buddy, John Strain. That's always good to have John here, and he's got a guest with him today, and I'm going to have him introduce his guest. But first of all, John, welcome to Game Plan for Life. It's a delight to be back. <laughs> it's good to have you. Who you got with you? I got John Meyer. This is a man many years ago. Uh, his neighbor, D. Pickett, kept going, you've got to meet John Meyer. You guys have to meet. Mm. And he kept saying that to me over and over, and then... Finally, uh, another young friend said, hey, my brother needs his, somebody to officiate his wedding. Mm. And it turned out to be he was his brother was marrying John's daughter. Really? <laughs> so that's how we got together. And then we he uh, got involved with You Gotta Ask or another ministry name at that time. Right. And we uh, logged a lot of hours at mm. Rembrandt's, mm. studying the Bible, looking at apologetics, yeah, all kind of man topics. So we've we've been in the trench a long time, probably early two thousands. Yes. Well, yeah. it all it all yeah. started with uh, the Bill Buckner thing when when Bill Buckner was having s- some troubles and was losing his business, and he had a partner that uh, you know frauded defrauded him and. But anyway, we started a group with Bill to give him some encouragement, kind of a board that surrounded him, and, and it really worked out well, and Bill enjoyed it and was with us for a number of years. Yeah. But that group that we started there has continued on now, and that's the one now it's It still Rembrandt. meets at Rembrandt's yeah, yeah, yeah. Friday mornings. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty amazing. Yeah. And, you know, I should mention something about John. In that moment, you remember we were talking to Bill and I said well who are the who are the people you most trust in this right. community because we talked about getting a little personal board together to just kind of walk with them through that dark season and he named John Johnston and John Meyer right and I said well I know those guys yeah. outdoor so, guys yep and it was it was quite an amazing event to watch Bill go through everything he went through you know from being a an amazing athlete yeah. with fame and fortune, and then uh, deal with the trials and things that right. God brought him, and just to see him grow yeah. and yeah. become closer to God through those trials and and uh, yeah. things. That it was, was an amazing thing. And it was a, it was a great season for for him and and for the rest of us yes. too. You know, yeah. And that's what we're called to do. You know, as men, you know, men uh, brothers, we need to come together. If somebody is struggling or going through issues yeah. why we need to be there for him so that was that was a good time and bill uh you know he died eventually there at from louis bodies right. um terrible disease but i saw him maybe 
a month before he died, and he was a changed individual. Yeah, yeah. It was it was God. I mean, he he definitely grew and yeah. knew where he was going, and it was a yeah. actually a joyful thing to see. The Lord had a hold of yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The the funny thing, Skip, that we have to bring up because it relates to our topic today is John and Bill connected pretty deeply out in creation. Mm-hmm. They yes. both just love. Yeah. They're both kind of all, and the other John, uh, Johnston, oh, yeah. they, they all are guys that will Outdoor just, guys. they just go and they don't care if they're with somebody yeah. or not. They will just go out and they hit it hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bill, I took Bill to the Owyhee River for the first time, fly fishing. He drug me up to Alaska and showed me how to catch steelhead. Mm. Um, we we went archery hunting for elk several times, and he was a tremendous outdoorsman. I mean, he taught me a lot. You bet. Yeah. Oh. Well, I'm sure you did the same for <clears throat> yeah. him, too. Yeah. So, well, that's great. Well, listen, thank you for coming in, both of you. And, uh, oh. you know, we're, we're, we're going back to John's book that's, that's coming out when? Uh, <laughs> well, it's, it has a soft entry. It's right. called "You Got to Listen," and that we're we have people reading it right now. The advanced reader copy probably be uh, in Mar- early March early that March. we're going to okay. actually put it right. up. We've been taking our time, yeah. so I'm taking a, a group through it right now, uh, legislators, and I thought this is a good test. Yes, and we're just having a great time. So we want it to be clean right. uh, when it goes broader. Yeah. And so, yeah, so it's really exciting. And chapter 19, Skip, was right. John's chapter. Yeah. Uh, because well, that's, that's I, where we're going to go today. Yep. And it, it is, it's a grand finale uh, chapter in the book because it brings three things together. One is creation, how God speaks through creation. Mm-hmm. He speaks through the conscience he put inside of us. And then he speaks through Christ's word and, and Christ's gospel. And we... So the three C's there, right. but John just encapsulates all of them like few other people mm-hmm. that I know just because of his great love for being out in creation. And, you know, our culture here is where we have a state full of people and a whole inner mountain. I've heard this all my life in Montana, Idaho, and Utah. People will say, well, my church is going out in creation or mm-hmm. going out in the wild or, you know, nature, that kind of thing. And I, I get that, you know, that and... It's more subtle form of communication from God, but it's powerful. Right, and and then the continent uh, Romans one talks about that. Psalm nineteen; those are kind of featured in the book. Uh, he talks about both of those passages: creation, conscience, and and the moral code within us, and then the gospel mm. of Christ. And I oh. so John is. Totally about all those things. He's got, and and the other point of the book is God has been speaking to us all our lives. And there's a lot of data points about how he has done that in John's life from early on. I thought we should jump into that. Yeah, yeah. You know. Well, there's there's some bullet points here that I'd like to ask John about and have him respond to that he, uh, that's in chapter 19 of this book. And yeah, the first one is if it's real, we better be sharing it with others. <laughs> what does you mean by that, John? Well, yeah, you know, we go through our whole life, uh, especially in America. You know, we grow up. We're we're really blessed as a nation. 
here in America, we can do sports, you know, we get married, we have our kids, we're in business. My whole life, I've tried to do a balancing act, you know, of, of serving God, being mm-hmm. a husband, being a father, right. being a businessman, grandfather, balancing yeah. grandfather now my whole life. But mm-hmm. I've been privileged to um, be able to go to India, you know, to yes. do gospel work in, in Cuba and different places where they're not so privileged. And when you go there and just share some of these scriptures about, you know, all fall short, all sin, there's there's hope. Right. You know, because there, there's no hope over there. Cuba is one of the poorest countries I've ever seen. So is India. And uh, the religion in India is Hinduism, and you're born into a caste, and you're locked in, period. It's done. You can't get out. And then we go over there, and we start to share this message of Jesus Christ, of relationship with God, of uh, surrendering and um, letting God into your life and and being able to to be in eternity with the creator of all things. Um it's it's so real to them over here in America. We have so many distractions, right. but even even here, when you share, so if it's real, mm-hmm. we better we better think about it. Yeah. We better take time to look at it yeah. and and see if it's real. And you know, talking it, about your creation from a young age. My dad took my brother and I, and I got to you know, sleep on the ground between my dad and my brother, and I felt very safe. My older brother, my big, studly dad, and I felt so safe in the creation. Um, And I just started feeling so close to God my whole life in the creation. And the creation, like like you said in Romans, it, it, it Paul says, you know, it's it's been obvious since the beginning, God's attributes. And so I was in the outdoors. I mean, just think of the seasons spring summer fall winter it's a it's a clue to our lives right right? and so um we're all kind of in our in our winter season and we begin we begin to think a little less about c.s lewis says you know we fool around with money and power and sex and Mm -hmm. position and as we get older here we start thinking about where we're going to be when we die and um if what Jesus Christ says in the Bible, that he's the doorway, he's the path, mm-hmm. I mean, we should explore that and, mm-hmm. um, and, and then uh, take, take a others. look at it. Yeah, and then and, share it with others. And then once we've made that decision, <laughs> well, what's our only responsibility? Well, it's to share the good news. Right. I remember I was on a fly fishing trip in Mexico uh, with some guys, and I ended up rooming with a guy I didn't know. And I spent a little time feeling him out, but I never really shared my faith with him. This mm-hmm. was probably 15 years ago. And he he wasn't a Christian, but he was a good guy. He And he was from Seattle, I think. I got back, and a month after we got back, I heard he died, mm. you know. And he was, he was an older guy, yeah. but I missed an opportunity there. Boy. Maybe, you know. You never know. So you, you never know, Skip. Yeah. So we, you know, yeah, that's that's for sure. Well, let's yeah. bring John Strain back into the picture here. <laughs> and John, uh, obviously, you've you've uh, put pen to the paper on this 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 issue and this chapter. And and what would you like to share about it? 
Well, I think I want to ask John a little bit. Um, we kind of made this point. God has, and the subtitle of the book is Jesus is speaking to and through all kinds of people. But I think he's been doing that all our lives, and we are not aware of it. Mm-hmm. And he does it through creation and through our conscience. And then the gospel comes along, and, and it's very specific. Sometimes it's almost like creation's like you can smell the waft of a bakery, <laughs> and you kind of go, something's really nice out here, I like this, you know. And and then you start seeing some breadcrumbs, and I think our our inner constitution kind of gets us looking at those, and then and then there's people, th- those are like testifiers, I guess, you know, uh, of God, and then and then somebody shows up and says, "Hey, here's a flyer. Directions to the bakery. There is a bakery, and there's really cool stuff there. Why don't you, you know, and just follow these breadcrumbs, and uh, that'll help you too. And so, anyway, we we supply more specific information, and people find their way. And I am intrigued by John's upbringing because his you heard about kind of that cultivated love for it but it was manifest in a couple of interesting stories john you went one is you had a fascinated with a fascination with pictures cutting out wildlife kind of pictures and also i thought you should share about that a little yeah, bit and also so, a sense of even idaho you yeah yeah sense. yeah this, this is gonna that. sound crazy but yeah growing up my dad would get the uh so so my dad would take my brother and i hunting and fishing all the time and I got to bond with my dad and my brother, you know, manly stuff out in the wilderness, you know, adventure, things at risk, getting lost, catching fish, killing. Th- I can still remember shooting my f- first mule deer with my dad, sneaking up over a hill. Uh-huh. He, I had his old 300 Savage lever action. We laid down. He told me, you know, place it on the shoulder, John. Take a breath. Let it out. Squeeze. I can, I can see mm. killing that first mule deer. Mm. We went down, harvested it. We ate it. You know, all that good stuff. But anyway... He had uh, he would get field and stream, and and sports a field, and after he would be done looking at them, I would cut out the pictures and I had them plastered on my <laughs> um, my closet, <laughs> and uh, I don't I just love those trout and caribou and moose and deer and elk and everything, and I just had them plastered on my mm-hmm. thing, um, and I had a dream at a really young age that that eventually I would move to Idaho. And I had, I don't even know where Idaho was when I was 12 or 13, (laughs) no idea. And then we ended up through all kinds of interesting circumstances moving here. But it's funny, because about 31 years ago, out of the blue, you know, I owned another business with my brother, industrial business, but out of the blue, I saw the Rocky Mountain Elk Calendar and and I love mule deer hunting. Mule deer yeah. hunting is my favorite thing. About 31 years ago, I started a mule. I printed, published actually the first mule deer calendar ever, and started a little business. And that business has taken off. And now my boys, to my my both my boys run that company. But it's exactly 
pictures on the closet. I mean, I just start doing mule deer, elk, trout, fly fishing, saltwater fly fishing, whitetail, hunting dogs. And uh, that that business has been a, a blessing and has kept me in the outdoors. So wh- why'd that all happen? I, I have no idea. That, that business has been a blessing to my family. And, you know, we've been able to tithe off of it and do do a lot of things so yeah it's it's an amazing story and that god would even before you knew what idaho was that's in your mind that i'm going to go to idaho and live in idaho someday which he did and then of course and then all this dream came Mm -hmm. true of of a of other things god i think put in your mind in your heart and you've listened and followed that and then and about 30 years ago, uh, my brother and I know uh, this industrial business, and I told him, I go, I think if I move up northwest, you know, I, we could grow the business. And he goes, he goes, yeah, I think you could. So I took off. We we were born, and our main business was in Baker's, beautiful Bakersfield, California, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but because of crime and just and different things, I mean, I just pulled up roots, my wife and I, and brought our four kids up here about 30 years ago. And uh, the main reason I wanted to come up here was to hunt and fish, to get into better. Yeah. Beautiful country. And yeah. uh, I, I just have loved Idaho. I, it's such a blessing being here. Yeah. It's perfect. Well, it's got everything, doesn't it? Yeah, got the four it seasons, and it's got the mountains and the rivers and the lakes. And so I learned my uh, and and I, you know, we have four kids. We have sixteen grandkids now, wow. and they all live in Eagle wow. within a two mile. So we're so blessed. That, they they love real, it too. That's yeah. a, that's a real blessing. Yeah. And I want to highlight a little bit the Fisher of Men theme, uh, John, because he's become a real really attentive to that yeah uh, he's on my board so he has to be so and he also with uh, uh his church board and another compassion board uh, send, send hope now send hope yeah and uh but there's something john that happened on uh you were you spent a little time in israel and god spoke to you and an experience there and then you were, went to Cuba right after because you were going to go fly fishing and mm-hmm. doubled it up with another friend of ours Dave yes. Gibson to go into the Cuban neighborhood on behalf of a local church and yeah. get to share your faith and your story I think and then God and then you're going how do I bring that back to Idaho like I'm doing this here but and I and this comes around to your family again yeah. and so I, I think you should could you Share that, a little bit of that trail of thought. Yeah, we went to Israel last year with uh, Calvary Chapel, Boise, where I'm an elder. And uh, my wife and I just had a great time. But we were in the back wilderness in one of these places where the Israelites were hiding out and things. And anyway, we ended up doing a service at, at in, in this pretty thick brush, and there's a stream and a pool. And um, one of our pastors was speaking, and my mind started wandering. And I go, I wonder where the fish would be in this in this pool. <laughs> and uh, and I and I so right where the stream comes into the pool, I go, well, that's where they're going to be. And I and I start thinking, why are they going to be there? Well, because of the agitating water action of that stream coming in the pool, there's more oxygen there, mm-hmm. so the fish are going to go there to to. It's easier for them to get their oxygen, and the food will come right down the stream and sit there, and they won't have to move much, and they can pick it off. And 
as I was thinking about that, you know, I felt like the Holy Spirit said, it's the same with the Christian life, you know. If you get close to Jesus, there's oxygen there, there's food there. If you study the Bible, you'll see commandments God has given us just to, to live a more joyful and peaceful life. And sometimes it's pretty simple, isn't it? Mm. I mean, if you get married, just stay married, honor your wife, don't cheat, honor her, be a, be a I mean, you want to be a real man? Just stay married and honor your wife. And then if you're a dad, you know, make sure you spend time taking care of your kids and mentoring them and being a a good dad to them. Pretty simple. And your grandkids as well. And your grandkids. I got... Yeah, so I got you some got funny so story yeah. on grandkids. Yeah. You know, if you, if if you're making some money, if you're making any money, give a little away. Yeah. Bless, you know, watch what happens. Mm-hmm. You know, your time and talents, sure use that to to earn your living, but share that also. Pretty simple stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I got a funny story on these grandkids. So right after this, I'm going to physical therapy cuz last year I took four of my grandkids, grandsons, and one of my son-in-laws, and we walked up to go mule deer hunting mm-hmm. off the middle fork of the Boise. There's a little canyon that's super steep. And so we trudged up there. It's about two miles up this canyon. Uh, we found a couple bucks. One of the grandkids killed one. And so we went over and um, anyway, dragging it out. I didn't do much dragging. Those guys did, but I did my share, and I tore my meniscus yeah. coming down that thing. So it's very frustrating. But just to, just to show opportunities in the outdoors. So I have four of my grandsons there from two different daughters, and we kill the deer, and we have to gut it, right? And so we get over there, and one of my grandsons is a little bit misty-eyed. And he goes, you know, I kind of feel bad about killing a deer. Mm. And I get that. Yeah. You know, taking a life's a big deal. And so we talk about that. So then when we're gutting the deer open, this might sound gross, the other grandson says, Grandpa, would you cut the heart out so I can hold it? Oh my God. <laughs> so I've got two different grandkids, you know, and as a as a grandparent, as a dad, we gotta deal with with right. all those gifts that our kids have yeah. and our grandkids yeah. had. Yeah. So I had opportunity to share about taking a life and and all the things that go with that, you know, and then uh, about, you know, the Indians on a first kill would take that heart and eat a bit of it. Mm, yeah. So so talk some of that. And anyway, very interesting, mm, everything. Yeah. Now, both those kids are on the same football team. The sensitive one is the quarterback is unbelievable. Mm. And the the one who wanted to hold the heart is the tight end. Yeah, and he's going to be a heart last surgeon. Last year, I saw him throw a pass and catch a touchdown. So oh. it's just cool stuff. That's good. Man. <laughs> that is cool stuff. John, well, I w- you know when you were uh, finishing up the Cuba time and praying, God had prompted you. I yes. You know, Let me get he, back to that. Sorry to you about that. Yeah, I, I don't well, want to miss that. So we go to Cuba. And uh, I think there's 12 of us, and and we go over there, and I, I don't know if we need to be a little careful about talking about Cuba because we kind of got to go in there undercover yeah. a yeah. little bit. Yeah. But um, like 150 people come to Christ, and we're going into their homes, which is legal. I'm, we're sharing the basic gospel message, sharing scripture, and people are so hungry, mm. you know, 
and they we have interpreters. There's been pre-work done, but we go in and share, and 100 people, 150 people accept Christ. Wow. And I'm just going, I need to do this in Boise, Idaho. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> No kidding. <laughs> I need to do this, boys. Little, little different ground, though. Here, it's a little yeah. different yeah. ground to uh, cultivate, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Which is what you're doing. It you got to ask and yeah. skip what you're doing with this radio ministry, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. We're trying to, trying to figure out a way to get our line in the water, reach, reach yeah. people, yeah, reach yeah. people with our yeah. stories, and and um, and all. That's that's so good. That's so but, good. But I, I think what you're alluding to john is i i prayed i go lord i need to do this more in, in idaho and the first thing that came to mind is is do it to your grandkids yeah you know I the, the next generation start where my, you are behind my kids yeah. yeah absolutely and so we are we i i take very seriously my role as, as grandfather to my grandkids yeah yeah, yeah we don't have yeah. to go to africa we can start right yeah. at home and with our kids yeah. and our grandkids and yeah. So important to get them off to a good start. Yes. Absolutely. Well, John, we got a couple minutes left, John Strain. Uh, we're talking with John Meyer and John Strain this, this morning. What else would you like to tackle? Well, you know, it's interesting that, um, I, you know, I think we should end on the note of kind of our listening on the go in our life here, because John shared some stories of being in these moments and God said things to him, mm-hmm. and and they're really significant things. And I remember uh, he's probably mentored me more in fly fishing than anyone. But the, I got to tell about another John over. I was on the with this guy behind his house on the big wood and catch him. He had kind of an exclusive spot. And he had this really nice channel. This hole he worked and he hooked up this system where he had a. It was a two hook kind of thing, uh, maybe a dry fly kind of floater indicator and then a nymph underneath. And I hadn't done that before. So anyway, so he's coaching me up a little bit. And he says, now when you see that flying on the surface, you see it bob, that's a fish on. Mm-hmm. And I go, okay. So I cast, he says, cast here six inch. I want you to just work the channel like this, you know. And so he's kind of telling me things. So I cast, mend the line, waiting. And he goes, fish on. Mm. And I go, oh, I didn't feel anything. And he goes, no, I saw it, it bobbed. Did you see it? It bobbed. <laughs> and I don't know, we had a debate about that, Skip. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, in the sense I'm going, I'm used to feeling a tug right. before I, you know, and he goes, no, you got a fish on. And yeah. finally I believed him. And, and I went, oh, my gosh. There it I is. started just catching fish right and left. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought, we got to listen to the coach. Yeah. We got to listen to the master fisherman, right. the mentor, because he knows the fish. He knows that they're what they're hungry for. Yeah. He knows where to cast, how to cast, yeah. and he knows that they will bite. So yeah. we've got to listen to his voice. And I, I was slow to learn, yeah. slow to perceive yeah. there. And I, so I think in all these fronts, we just have to enter in. Right. And uh, John's helped me with that mm-hmm. a lot on the yeah. on the stream, you know, yeah. and a lot of other people. He's actually a great coach, and yeah. men yeah. love learning yeah. from him. Well, got to coach them up, right? We got to coach each other up and coach those young young ones up. And uh, yeah, that's that's what it's all about. Well, we've come to the end of our show again today, but want to thank John Meyer being here as our guest and John Strain again. And uh, we hope you'll tune in again next Saturday. We'll have another exciting show. But 
Guys, thanks so much for being guests on Game Plan for Life. You're welcome. Yeah, it's fun. Always fun. Thank you for listening to Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall. This is Carolyn Holly inviting you to listen at this same time on this same station next Saturday as Skip and his guests go over the Game Plan for Life. Have a great weekend. And remember, no game plan, no victory. 